Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, Matt's Rule Edition. I'm your host, Honky, and I'm with Mac. Well, today Mother Nature took my hot take and (laughs) smothered us, which... You know, what it feels like is when you walk in, it'd be like if you walked into an old used gym shoe. That's how like moist and oppressive it is out there. It's <laughs> disgusting. As soon as you go out there, everything you're holding is slimy. I love it. Whatever. Football season's coming. I don't care. Let's get her going, boys. Yeah. Well, the, the weather apparently was was rough enough on the internet connection down in Roca that uh, our internet provider stopped working. Hmm. So we're down in Max house, but I'm telling you, man, we converted the office, I think into a, a fairly suitable yeah. setting here. There were a lot more flowers in here before we started. Yeah, no, this is, this was 30 minutes. We got a, we got a helmet back area. It yeah. looks like a, looks like this place. Oh, is yeah, we, do, this. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, the third redcaster tonight, uh, Tyler Peterson. He's been on the show before on a fan forum. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Thanks for having me on guys. Really appreciate it. And go big red boys. Yeah. Well, you saw in the intro video there, uh, that was the the scrimmage from Saturday. That is essentially kind of where we're at right now. That's the finishing points of the fall camp. Now school just started today. This is Monday, August 21st. School started today. Uh, they had yesterday and today off. And then tomorrow really begins game yeah. practice. I mean, yeah. that now they are on to Minnesota week. And there's a lot of things that will happen. There's a conversion that goes from fall camp to game prep. But uh, Tyler... You had the awesome opportunity. Yeah, we got the hat. We got yeah. What is that? What movie was that? Uh, over, over the top. top. Over the top. Gosh. The single best movie ever about arm wrestling. <laughs> really, without even a question. Um, but uh, you had the opportunity to be there last weekend uh, for the the scrimmage there, and the scrimmage was kind of interesting too because we saw that in the video. There was a lot of students there for parts of it, and then so did they kind of split in the two halves, or how did they do it? Because there were students there for some of it, but then other parts not right. So the students were there for the Boneyard Bash. That was for the last hour. And it was they they didn't do much. Let's put that. It, it was for the yeah. it was for the fans. The first two hours is big boy football. And that's what I was invited mm-hmm. to. That's that's they were full on scrimmaging. And you know what that's cool how you said that too, is that you know, there's parts where we and I know you and I talked about this, Mac. We've gone to those football clinics mm-hmm. for years. Yep. And then the last few years, we were doing it as podcasters still. And it was always like this weird thing of like, you don't want to go to a practice and turn around and just, you're not saying everything. I mean, there's, it's a privilege to be at one of those things. Absolutely. So it's not like we don't go no, there to sure. say all that yeah, for sure. And, um, and I don't expect you either, Tyler, to, to, <laughs> that there's a, you know, there's some things you see and some things you, you don't talk about, but, but what we did hear a lot about from uh, coach rule afterwards is you can tell the physicality of this team is different. Mm-hmm. from previous years just from a and that's by design that's nothing new that's not something you just learned on saturday that's something that they've been talking about since day one but what you're seeing right now i mean did it look like a team that was ready to be done with fall camp and ready to move into into game prep yeah i can tell you that the defense looks solid um from what you said that you know it's it's not anything different from what we knew that they're playing that they're preaching physicality um they look more honed in on the fundamentals of smacking you and taking mm-hmm. you to the ground let's put it that way Yes. Well, you know, and the thing with practicing against each other, a couple of things. Number one, you get really used to playing each other. So the yeah. offense mm-hmm. knows how the defense lines up. The defense knows what the we offense be, is running. We might be ready for an odd front. You know? <laughs> yeah, we might know. be ready for both. Uh, <laughs> we've had previous years where we weren't. But oh, that will bring Bill down. We'll put that back up there. Anyways, <laughs> move that around. So backwards. Okay. Sorry. Go. Keep going. No, keep going. Um, but the other thing that happens is when you're playing each other, one good thing happens, well, then it's a bad because the other side did. So if we strip the ball up, Coach Rule talked about Anthony Grant, you know, had a couple of fumbles, right? So that's a negative on Grant. But, boy, there's our defense causing some fumbles. Yeah. I mean, is that a positive sign? I mean, would, what you were seeing there, did it look like a ball-hawking defense that uh, might be getting the ball back to the offense? Yeah, I mean, they're going to be more physical, it appears. I just, uh, from, you know, from what I want to divulge and everything, I, I would just like to speak on the physicality. The physicality, sure. the uh, lack of flags on both sides, for that oh, matter. That's a great um, the lack of flags. I mean, like, and just uh, the willingness to come up and – and put yourself in the line of fire to make a play and make the play. Mm-hmm. You know, something I, I'm I, a couple of times I dinged in my brain when we were talking before the show started, but I never got around to 
verbalizing it. Have you been to scrimmages and practices like this in previous regimes, yes. previous coaching staffs? Okay. And, and again, I, we're not, this isn't a bash thing of the, of the previous staff, but yeah, physicality is one of those things that's an interesting thing in, in football. And and I feel like some staffs felt like it was something you could kind of turn up game week or kind of get prep up. But this this staff has sort of been all about physicality the whole way through from spring when the quarterbacks were live, mm-hmm. everything like that. Um, so did that kind of come through to you uh, yes. at the scrimmage that you saw? It's like these guys are used to hitting. They're they're used oh, yeah. to contact. They're used to impact. That kind of deal. They're used to impact now, and they are celebrating it. Oh, I can put it that way. They're they're happy for it. I mean, like the when the defense made a play, the whole defensive sideline was nothing but a bunch of you know cheering and everything. It's it's that's actually pretty cool, you know. But yeah, that's it's awesome. a, um very very physical, very fundamental. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it said uh, it. Coach Rule said there was a better scrimmage uh, on Saturday. He eliminated some of the small mistakes from a week ago. So that's a comparative thing from one week to the next. You also went to a scrimmage back in spring, mm-hmm. and you mentioned at that time there was uh, some talk about you know Sims. I think it still was a little bit unsure of the offense. May have had some turnover yeah. issues kind of back then in the spring, and then on Saturday, Coach Rule talked about how Sims is taking care of the football better, and that was. That's been a talking point even today on some of the, mm-hmm. the radio stuff I was listening to. What did you notice? I mean, if you could make a comparative from where you saw Sims in spring ball versus where he's at now, I mean, did, do you see a, a different quarterback, more confident quarterback? Uh, two words, polish and confidence. Um, okay. Uh, just a, a man that, I mean, like not, not I'm a literal man that has a grasp of what he is doing on the offensive wheel. I mean, like he, he you can tell that he has – control of it and he's he's wielding it at this point mm-hmm. in, in the team around him i mean as far as the leading and, and the command in the huddle i mean something we haven't seen in a long time is a huddle but uh <laughs> you just kind of you just kind of feel like the team is is locked in on him as as the as the head of the ship as the captain i would say captain, I, I didn't get to see that an awful but I, I would say so i mean like you can tell he's he's obviously the the leader of the offense right now nice but yeah mm-hmm. nice what i think is cool and we've seen this with the A Look In series that they've done on YouTube. Yeah, when are they dropping another one? Well, I don't know. It's got to be soon. They need to because we could just they could do one every night and I'd watch it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but, but there was the focus that um, I love the part. It was at the end of the second one where they had the deep bomb to Fedoni. Mm-hmm. And it was where yep. a Rule brings an offense and defensive guy to the sideline, gives a situational. Oh, yeah. You know, this, there's a minute and 15, and you're at the 35, and offense you need to score, and defense you need to keep them out, and let's play a situational football yeah. game. And situational football and getting confident and comfortable playing in situations is what can make a team be less uh, mistake-prone when For they sure. get to those actual situations in a real game. And so I thought it was something really interesting that they were talking about this Thursday night that they're going to do a mock game planned on Thursday night, one week ahead of, of the uh, Minnesota game. We're going to prep and play an, you know, a mock game under the lights at night, just like it would Are be. Are they looking for any mock fans? I would love to be. I, I would I be a mock fan, fan that easily. I, I have not been invited to be a mock fan. So I do have a relationship with Jay Litt, too. And uh, he did tell me, Jordan did tell me that uh, the episode three is dropping this week soon. Okay. Okay. All right, good. Yeah, we, we could be a mock podcast hanging out there at the uh, mock game. I would I'd do that in a heartbeat. I, I'm already I've been called mock coach rule the way I look. I guess so. you know he's wearing more hats. I've noticed lately, and the and the similarities getting closer. We're, yeah. we're gonna dine out on that in Minnesota. I promise. You got Tyler, do I, yeah. do I look like what's that smock yet? I had the uh, smock on at the. I have that the red cash mm-hmm. smock at the uh, uh, coat or the the podcast awards last oh, weekend okay. with uh, the no block, no rock guys. Mm-hmm. And I wore that out there and I actually was walking by the stadium during one of the days, just like a random Wednesday middle of the day thing. And I was walking by it and a guy on a bicycle rode up to me and then kind of turned around oh, and he <laughs> looks at me oh, yeah. and he said, Hey, do you coach rule? Hey, and, you. Hey. <laughs> and I'm just so not, I'm not good at like thinking off the cuff because I was like, no, I'm not. But I mean, I could totally screw with these people. Like, why oh, yeah. shouldn't I? Yeah. Wear more black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have some fun with it. Tell no. them to have an elite day or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. That could be my immediate response. Yeah. Have an like elite a, day. Thanks. For like Ghostbusters. Day. If somebody asks you if you are a god, you say yes. <laughs> you, you say, say yes. yes. <laughs> um, good reference. Deep cut. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you talked a lot. We talked on, on Saturday afterwards, and you talked a lot about the defense just in general. And it's not it's not just a focus on the front three or the middle three or, or the back five. Uh, it was just it, they were ballers. They were they were flying around. They were making tackles. They good fundamentals. I mean, that's what's going to win you game one is good fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they mentioned that black shirts are, are expected to be given out when game prep begins. Well, I mean, tomorrow's the first day yeah. of, of game prep for Minnesota. So it's conceivable on Tuesday tomorrow that we could be hearing about the black shirts coming sure. out. Um, talk a little bit just in general, right? Maybe about the defense. We hear so much about 335. We've gotten to see little bits of it in the spring game. I mean, what is it? Does it look confusing if you're watching yep. it with just the naked eye? Does it seem like guys are coming from all over the place? I mean, how would you kind of define it? Think Patriots. Um, okay. back what they've been saying positionless you know like i don't want to get myself in trouble but i mean like uh yeah well they say hey i'm playing safety i'm i'm playing defensive back i'm playing this i mean like that you can they're there to screw some people they're going to show you something and then yeah. it mm-hmm. it's going to be smoke and mirrors it's something different oh. well i i think of like personnel uh-huh. as much as scheme i think of personnel and whether you're a 335 or the 43 of the, the huskers back in the, the 90s you want to have – we had two big guys. Think of the Peter brothers. You had two big 300-pound dudes in the middle. And then you're at your DNs, hand in the turf. They were 240 to 270, kind of depending on who it was, mm-hmm. Wistrom, Alberts, uh, Tomich, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And right now, I mean, for the most part, you're going to have two big guys on the field at one time. You're going to have either Nash and, and Ty or Cron Buckley's going to get out there. You're going to have Judy. You're going to have big guys. Mm-hmm. And then Gunnarsson at 6'6", 265. And then we're we're hearing about you know Cameron Leonard getting up there. That's the DN spot. He's and he then it's that other like freshman. He does really not look like a freshman. That guy looks like a junior. Yeah, they. I mean, they say he's up to about two forty five right now. Right? Kurt Payne says here it goes. Also, they're going to have three defensive linemen on the line of scrimmage at all time. Or oh, are they going to have three or four? Um, I I can just say this. I they're probably going to. It's depending on how you want to define it. It's three defensive linemen on the line of scrimmage. But there's there's always going to be like a fourth look, and it, it could be a fourth guy who's a stand up guy, sure. that Jack linebacker. I mean, when Sherman comes up and he's 255 or 260, I mean, Jamari whether you're in a two two point stand up stance or you have your hand in the turf, what's the difference? You're you're still yeah. up there. So if I could interject for just a second about that, um, I know that there's a lot you know to be said about the you know some people are being pessimistic about the three three five and everything. Um, it's chaos. That's what it's all about. It's chaos. It's lining up. And this is nothing that, I mean, like Tony White hasn't said, Tony White has said that we are going to take our top matchups. We are going to identify your worst matchups and we're going to line them up right over the top of them. Whether that means that those players are going to make that play, I don't know, but it's going to open up the door for somebody else. What I can say that I guess I, I want to convey is that for anybody that from what I saw, and this has nothing to do with the offense. I think that the offensive line is actually working. I think that the offensive line, I would use the word improved. And so I'm not just going – I'm not going to tear down the offensive line and I'm not going to let anybody else do that because those boys are putting in work and you can tell that they are. And they look good. Um, the defensive line looks good. I'm, I'm not going to single out names. I've been asked, you know, within the athletic department to, hey, you know, I t- I, for everybody out there – I. I told him I was coming on here. I've asked him, you know, what it's okay to talk about. I'm not going to name names. They don't want me to do that. All I can say is that the defensive line is in good hands. You don't need to worry about it. And and actually be excited about them because I've seen things that is very exciting. This is a podcast that toes the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're company guys. Like, there's there's no – we're fan podcasts. Never say anything to – first off, get you in trouble because we Mm -hmm. really appreciate you coming on. But, two, to kind of – to – uh, you know, kind of show our hand to Minnesota or anybody coming up. Like there's, there's nothing I would hurt me more to think that we let something slip that <laughs> would get you in trouble or even hurt the program or anything like that. So I totally understand that. Um, going back a little bit to the defense and what you saw and how they were uh, handling themselves in that scrimmage, you know, oftentimes you hear about those breed and react defenses. Mm-hmm. You hear about the chaos defense. And then you hear about those kind of attacking defense. Mm-hmm. And, and and I feel like when, when rule hired Tony, that one of the big things was kind of, you know, uh, multiple, but it's attacking, it's disruptive. You already said chaos. And, 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 you know, I think a lot of Husker fans can identify with it. We're tired of the press conference words, not matching with what we're seeing mm-hmm. on the field. Oh, 
Uh-huh. Um, and, 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 and that's been a lot of the case lately, but I, I feel like with rule, I've seen a lot of stuff actually materialize. Would you say with that, that is materializing on the field that these guys are attacking, these eyes are creating chaos. These guys are, you know, like flying to the ball and trying to create turnovers. Is that, is that a fair representation of what they're getting done? The last time I was on here on the fan forum with Honk, you know, I mean, like that is the one thing that we got to talking about rule. And I mean, like, I mean, and you, I'm, if Matt hears it, yep, I'm drinking the roulette, buddy. I mean, like, I, I love, I love Matt. I love everything that he's that coach has brought. Um, furthermore, like to answer your question, everything in practice, everything that he has said, he is still doing. I mean, mm, okay, absolutely everything that you say that hey, we're you know we're going to play physical, we're going to be hardworking. It's not just talking about being physical and being hardworking. They are mm. literally doing it. You know, like hey, we're mm. we're going to uh, we're going to hit you. We're going mm-hmm. to wrap you up. We're going. They are doing that. I mean, like, yeah, that's uh, everything that they've said as far as like, you know, like what kind of defense are doing, like attacking, um, thinking less. Maybe, hey, just see ball, get ball. That is absolutely what I saw. Dude, that's awesome. Because from from this fan's perspective, that's one of the things I love the most when Osborne would talk about. You know, whether we win or or would lose in a game, that team would feel us next week yeah. in practice. Yeah. And I loved that sentiment. I'm like, yeah. you're going to know who you played. And I felt like a lot of that has gone away in the last however many years you want to date it back. But um, I, it drives me crazy because Nebraska and, and the, the mentality of Nebraskans are, we're tough. We'll punch you in the face. We're going to make things happen. This isn't good. And that, and it keeps flipping upside down. You keep doing that. It's, you know, anyway. We're just going to but, uh, <laughs> but it's nothing. There's no, there's no omen there. <laughs> but so that's fantastic for me to hear because I, I was just telling Honky uh, before we got started. I'm, I'm excited with how excited I am about this football I season. I, I, you know, I was in a, I think a lot of people could identify that. I was in a dark place with some of these last seasons. I'm like, I just, I'm like, I want to be excited on, on, on college football Saturdays. And I just I'm like, I don't feel like we're part of the conversation. I don't feel like we're part of the, you know, the overall global reach of college. I just hated that. And it, it, it bummed me out. And so I'm like, with, with what coach rule has been doing and what the videos that I've seen and now talking with you too, it's like, okay, this guy is, is coming through with the things he's saying. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's firing me up, man. Like I, I can't even believe my own hype level right now. I know Rob's got the corner market or the market cornered on that, but yeah, but I'm telling you, it's he's not gonna be alone for very long, you know, if, if we're playing like they say we're playing. Well, to go along with that, like us, I mean, like all of us, I mean, like we're true blooded Husker fans. I mean, like it doesn't take much to get us cranked up. But if we're cranked up, the point I want to make is, I mean, like the players see that. The players now see that their leader is lockstep what he's saying he's doing. And mm-hmm. so now you see the players see do. I mean, like mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome. I mean, like, I mean, like along with us, I mean, like it's like, hey, we, we like what we're seeing, but I think the players on top of it like to like, hey, we're we're actually being coached by somebody now. That means it. You know, I I think that there's when it, there's a differentiator. How did we do things before versus how we're doing it now? You, right. you mentioned like the physicality and, and I go back to that 2016 loss to, to Iowa. And that was a team that ended up nine and four at Nebraska, but we got blown out and beat up by Iowa. And that was the, the Mark banker wow. making the statement about them having a bloodbath practice. And it's like, well, what were we doing? And the whole point is, I think that we always talk about what are things that can be differentiators. You know, how can you be innovative or Nebraska was really good back in the day, but we used to be on TV when other teams couldn't be on TV. You know, we had these, these inherent advantages. I think an inherent advantage you can have right now in college football is being physical because it's been taken out of so many different schools. They've, they've taken it away. Mm -hmm. When we played Iowa, nobody said to us that, that you can't, practice the same bloodbath that Iowa does. We, we made that decision, right? Internally, we said, that's how we're going to choose to practice. And there's a lot of schools. We were not alone. There's a lot of schools that, that have gone in that direction. I remember the spring game this year and wow. run, the quarterbacks are running they're getting hit yep. and we get done with that game. And right afterwards on BTN, I'm watching the Wisconsin one and there's big old rugged Wisconsin. Those guys getting double tights and all that. Well, no, they had four wides and yeah. there's the quarterback and he's not yeah. getting hit. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm, you know, we have to let it all play out, but I'm just saying that's to me, that's a check mark for us that I think it can be a differentiator. And I haven't 
seen all the crazy injuries and everything that, that come with physical practices. In yep. fact, it's it's the opposite. You awesome. get calloused to those hits. It's a that's an undersold point so far. Where we are at this far into camp, and I guess camp's basically over, wouldn't you say? Yes, fall camp is now. Camp's basically over. Yes, we are um, on the Minnesota boys. We've got some dings, we've got some bruises, but but no different than when we were pussyfooting around and doing the other stuff. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely no different. And you look across the, the border at Iowa. Was it is it Cade McNair? Is that his name? Yeah, he he got hurt on a non-contact drill, I think. He was yeah, just running. Yeah. He fell. So it's you can keep an eye on that. Yeah, 100%. But but the, the point is, we were always – and I, I, too, was like, well, we don't want to get anybody hurt, but how with it? You know, like if you don't want to, if you don't want to get hurt, you're playing the wrong sport. Don't play, <laughs> don't play football. Don't go out for it. There is no, it is it, I respect so much what rules doing with the grass fields and what they're doing sure. with that facility, the, the $160 yeah. million facility with recovery and prevention. And at the end of the day, if you truly don't want to get hurt, don't play football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause the second you do, it, you're risking it, but you're, you're not doing your team a, a service. And you're not doing them a favor if you don't practice the way that the game's going to be played because they're going to get they're going to feel it, it eventually when the game it starts. Is, it is better to have loved and lost than have never loved. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the same thing with physicality. If I can interject three points here, so yeah. I'm going back to when Rule was hired, what did Rule say? He goes somewhere along the line, uh, football became bad to practice. Right? It became bad to play football. I mean, like you know, like yeah. when he's like, hey, you know, like in his press conference, we're like, we're going to hit. We're gonna be physical. We're gonna practice certain. Way. We're gonna be mentally tough. And he spoke on that. He's like, well, somewhere along the line, it became bad to play football. He goes, if you want to play football, what's bad with playing football? And so, I mean, like, I think it's just second nature to him. That I mean, like going back to his press conference, that's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play football. We're gonna practice the way we want to play. And don't you ever want to do that? I mean, like, I mean, I can't speak to you guys when you get like athletics, but I mean, like when I was in athletics, you know, I mean, like I I was a decent cross country runner. I ran how I wanted to run in practice and wrestling. I was a pretty decent wrestler. I, I wrestled in practice how I wanted to wrestle in a meet. And so just like with mm-hmm. that, um, to the second point that I was going to make and that now I can't remember. Um, so yeah, we're just going to move. Well, on. that's well, some I, of the, that's some of the contact from all those hits you've taken. You start to forget Listen, some of the, oh, the recovery, the recovery in there. Everybody saw the recovery in the, in the new facility today, I mean, like oh, all, the, all the cool takes. I mean, like, and so just like what, to speak on what rule had to say is that, I mean, like he goes, Hey, we're going to take Sunday and we're going to take Monday off. I mean, like not off, you know, like we're just not going to hit each other, but we're going to watch film. We're going to meet, but this is recovery. This is your opportunity now to get into game shape ready for Minnesota. This is, this is the gift, the gift and gift of football is recovery. And so use that. And so the third point that I was going to make is the callousing, the callousing part Mm -hmm. of it. I mean, like, you don't see that anymore. You don't see the little Mm -hmm. knee injuries. I mean, like, and I'm not saying they're going to crop up, but um, that's what I can speak of is that we're, he's taking care of them. We're not seeing those little injuries pop up and hopefully it just keeps on building year after year. Mm -hmm. Well, at least at the minimum, they've made it through fall camp. Uh, you know, relatively healthy, I would say. They and, and, and that was going to be the most physical part of of what the off season could do. And you know, to speak to like when we were younger, I love the Pitts brothers, but I never got the impression that they were too concerned about <laughs> about our callousing. They were, you know, <laughs> they were they were Hall of Fame high school yeah. coaches yeah, in Nebraska. Like, and they, they did not give a shit. <laughs> Get your head in there, and you know, like, and that's fine. Like just how you were raised, and and like, listen, man, football players, guys in general. They rise to that, you know. They'll rise to the level you you, you make them go to, and and they're kids, I, right? Yeah, and I, I get so sick and tired of the, of the the pussifying of all of it. I mean, you're playing a big boy sport, and it's a and it's a rough game. You got big dudes flying around. Why pretend like you're not going to get hit sometimes? Why pretend like you couldn't get hurt? You can. How, you got to learn how to play at with that risk in mind. And, and there's and there's rule changes that have happened now that have turned us to i guess to, to use your word kind of pussify the game more right yeah. well there's targeting so you can't hit and no 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 we were having a lot of targeting hits in practice for a number of years and maybe one of the reasons is because you're not practicing at full yes. speed tackling mm-hmm. and getting at you know the best way you're going to tackle in the game correctly is if you're tackling the same yeah. way in a practice and uh and it, it, that's that it can't doesn't be do, it doesn't do either side of the ball any good no at all now as far as the injuries go Teddy Prohaska, they mentioned that uh, he's going to be back this week. 
So that's mm-hmm. great. I don't know if that means he's playing in Minnesota, but at least he's practicing this week. They think Marcus Washington is expected to be ready for Minnesota. Now, remember, that wasn't a practice injury. That was something mm-hmm. he came into fall camp and had had the hand injury. So they're expecting him for Minnesota. That's a big deal because yeah. I, I think having, you know, we I think we know what we're going to get out of Kemp and what kind of receiver yeah. Kemp can be. No one's going to mistake him for Trey Palmer and that you know, he's going to burn the field. Sounds yeah. like Trey's legit. You know, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. they screwed but, up. They should take it. <laughs> a lot of teams screwed up there. But to have Washington uh, as a kind of a duo with mm-hmm. with uh, Kemp, I mean, that's going to be important. I think ha- to have both those guys. Do you agree, based based off what you've seen? Yeah, I was just going to ask if I could make some similarities. What I would, uh, um, so I was blessed to be able to go to a lot of Patriots games because Dad was a Patriot fan. I'm a Viking fan, so I mean, like we went to two Super Bowls with the Patriots played and some and quite a few AFC championships. Um, what I could say who reminds Kemp of me is Julian Edelman, somebody that is just tough as hell. Mm-hmm. And Matt's and Coach Rule has talked about that. That I mean, like, hey, if there's a dark alley, I will go to war with yeah. Billy Kemp. And Julian Edelman is the same type. I mean, like. I'm not the tallest guy in the world. Julian Edelman is not the tallest guy in the world. Billy Kemp is not the tallest guy in the world. They are guys that you would see in your dad's mechanic shop. They're just built like a a house and they're athletic. And I would say that that is what Kemp reminds me of is somebody that will possess the ball. Somebody's going to come up with the catch. You need to catch. You need a triple coverage. You know, we got to come back in the game he's going to make it. Um, if he's got to go over the top on you, he can, but that's what he reminds me of is Julian Edelman. Uh, Washington reminds me, and, and this is nothing that I saw because obviously I didn't see Washington during that practice, but I think Washington is our number one touchdown threat for a receiver, in my opinion. Um, obviously, you got Fedoni, you know, like Fedoni is going to be there. He's big, but I look at uh, Kemp possessing, uh Fedoni, you know, doing what Titans do, and then Washington honestly being our 15 to 30 yard guy in touchdown, you know, long touchdown grabs is how I see it. So yeah, it's massive to have Washington back. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit with, with Fedoni and another good example of a guy making it through a camp when it was the most yeah. physical camp we've ever had, and a guy who's never done that before, um, True. which is kind of interesting. <clears throat> but going to that tight ends room without revealing anything and you can go full stop whenever you need to. I'm trying to be delicate with this, but this, this again speaks to like, what, what are you saying? What are we seeing? The Titans had been, I've been told that the Titans are going to be more of a focus. Were you kind of getting that impression with how the offense was uh, handling itself? Are, are they, are they targeted? Are they being used? Like Bonner, I know as a guy that we're all kind of high on, I know you're really high on. Um, are, are you seeing that kind of materialize on the field as well? Um, so I'm, I'm going to toe the line around okay. this one. Um, okay. so, uh, I can tell you that I didn't see anything from Fedoni that I haven't seen in previous videos on Saturday. Okay. He's, he's him. Um, where Bonner, I'm going to tell you that Bonner's a fullback. Oh, I mean, like, I'm, okay. I'm going to tell you that. I mean, like he's, he's not a tight end. He's not Bonner is a fullback. Okay. And, uh, I mean like just like what they've projected him out now, now that doesn't mean what I can't say about like his role. Um, I'm incredibly excited to see how they use Bonner and maybe mm. a 49er role or like a multiple fullback role. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm incredibly, I would say that Bonner is one of the top elements of this offense that I am excited about. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I think that's – you know, we so freely talk about that on defense, about guys being multiple, guys that can line up and put the foot – you know, hand the turf. There's no reason to expect that to be any different on, on the offensive really. side, that you're going to find some guys that, you know, whether Harburg ever lines up as a receiver, as we – you know, we saw the one catch last last week. Maybe <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe makes a bunch of catches this year. Maybe he never lines up one time at it. But they have athletes out there, athletes that have – something to think about, Minnesota. Just something to think about. Yeah, I certainly back. hope they they prepare for it. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think, just like I said, some of those things, the smoke and mirrors, hell, maybe they might come after you with something with the kitchen sink. You never know, PJ. <laughs> 3D chess right there, folks. <laughs> um, I think the last thing that I want to hit on, this has been a lot of fun here, and uh, the, the walk-ons. And, and Coach Rule has a certain appreciation for it. He was a walk-on at Penn State yep. himself. Uh, there were two openings with Miles Farmer and Xavier Betts leaving the program. There were two more openings. 
And so they had positions, uh, two more spots open for, for guys to get scholarships. One of them, they hand to Phelan Stanford. And what I love about that is, I mean, he's a good defensive back for us. Yep. I think he can, I don't, you know, maybe he's the next Matt O'Hanlon kind of guy for us. I don't know. But, but he's, he graded really high in special teams. And Coach Rule has talked time and time again of the importance of special teams. And if that can elevate a guy to a, a scholarship spot, I mean, that's a, that's a great sign. That's a great early culture win of like other guys should be looking at that going, let, get me on the special yes. teams. Let me find ways to, to be great on special teams and I can get my, myself into a scholarship. So Phelan Sanford has one. I think it, it's fairly, to me at least, it feels fairly obvious that that other one's going to maybe come down to one of those offensive, like the receivers, like a Alex Bullock or a Ty Hahn. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you hear a lot about Bullock right now. And and did you see Bullock at all? Was he out? Did Number two? Both of, oh, them. both of them. Okay. Okay. I saw the brothers both making plays. Oh, both. Oh, both books, the linebacker and yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine being that family? If, if it's Alex, that gets the second one. Could you imagine that? Like yeah. being the parent, like all of a sudden you have two kids. All of a sudden location plans change because, you know, now we got a little <laughs> extra scratch in the bank. That's what they've yeah, said would... multiple times. I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, look at, I mean, like I, John got a number one. I mean, he got one of the single digits. I mean, like, yeah. and, and, all those times that rules talked about, hey, who's performing and that top 10 percenter, John was always there. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's there's a reason why. I mean, like the kid's tough and I can tell you like, that kid is hitting right now. Um, I can tell you that much. Alex, on the other hand, yeah, Alex is going to play. I mean, like, but to go along with that, how many times have we heard that Alex was the best athlete overall on the field when he played a game in 2020 i mean like he just was i mean like it didn't matter what game he was playing he was the number one difference maker that everybody that was in stadium or in the game went wow that that kid's something that means something i mean he's making plays he's an athlete so yeah i I look for alex to have a good year i've heard that from a few people too including sean callahan has said almost specifically that um, it's interesting, you know, you talked about how the defense is flying around and we're making an impact and you know how that, that single digit numbering system goes, it's probably zero coincidence how many single digits are ended up on the defensive side of the ball, man. And at linebacker, I mean, Henrich and, and Reimer, way, every, every and level, Bullock. every level, well, I mean, well, yeah, Nash, Nash, Nash is zero. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know if you could hope for anything more, to be honest with you. That's pretty cool. Well, it looks and like uh, Newsom's number still out there. So, Yeah. Look for yep. to make a move. I mean, like, uh, and um, Honk and I would talk about this. What if, I mean, like Sherman Robinson, are they in the runnings, you know, for those two? Mm-hmm. Well, what about a Gabe Irving, you know, like, I feel like they've yeah. so like, Gabe, they have barely, Gabe's kind of interesting outside of Sims, maybe Billy Kim. They really haven't talked about any being like taking the spotlight. They've talked about Gabe and they've talked no, about right Gabe. there. Corner square corner there. Did that Gabe Irving run where he ran over yeah. Griffith look as crazy yeah. as person as it did in the video. Was that, yeah. that run actually in the Mac? Do you know was that the scrimmage video? Or was I, that it was practice? in Memorial Stadium. I don't know. I mean, okay. I, I, I assumed it was. Uh, uh, Tyler, but, do you re, do you remember that one or? I do. Um, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you this that yeah that was that was a good shot. I'm gonna need to tell you that Gifford gives more than what he receives. I would believe it. That's why the run was so impressive. In fact, that little clip was the best run I've ever seen from Gabe Irving. Mm-hmm. I loved everything I saw in that clip. I loved the contact, the way how he lowered his pads. I loved how he kept moving forward. I was like, because. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay it, but like I haven't seen much from Gabe. I'm like, I really haven't. I mean, and well, I'm, I'm well, he, had remember, the, he had the injury. I know, I know, but even but you know, he started his first game as a freshman, and and I and I know that they've been hiring him the whole time. I'm kind of a running back guy, and I just was like, well, we'll see, we'll see. Well, he started kind of heating up in that Oklahoma game where he got hurt, mm-hmm. but since in last year he was kind of. He, lost in the shuffle whatever shuffle the hell that was but uh you know but again it goes back to saying well matt rule's been high on him from jump mm-hmm. and i see this clip of him and that's easily the best run i've ever seen of him and that's the kind of stuff that geeks me out i'm like oh my god they're doing what they're saying i'm getting kind of i'm getting kind of you know more rubbish you know i'm i'm really i'm really kind of pumping that kool-aid into the veins mm-hmm. and i um i would not be surprised if he gets a single digit 
How many are left, actually? I think three. Three? Okay. Let me add to that. So um, everybody that's kind of like, well, I mean, like Gabe Urban, I mean, like, where do you – so let me just put it to you this way, that Frost final year, I was there at a spring practice, you know, before the spring game. I was there at a scrimmage. And uh, or it wasn't a scrimmage that day. It was just a practice. But Gabe Irvin was rehabilitating. I mean, he was mm-hmm. there with a trainer. He was still using bands and everything. Gabe wasn't ready last year. And uh-huh. let's keep in mind that this – the offensive players last year, as far as coaches, didn't follow the same value of what they see in other players now. We're not seeing mm-hmm. physicality. Love Trey Palmer to death, but Trey Palmer does not scream physicality to you. <laughs> does Gabe Irvin scream to you? Physicality. Oh, yeah. physicality. Phys- what is having a fullback like Janarian Bonner in there? Physicality. Yeah. Um, yeah, receivers like Billy Kemp. And so I would, for anybody that wants to argue that, where did Gabe Irvin go? Nowhere. He was just he was just rehabbing. They wanted to ship Heinrich Haberg off the team. I mean, last year. I mean, like they, hmm. they and now he's in line that they feel confident enough for him to play quarterback. And so I would just say for Gabe Irvin that he didn't go anywhere. How I how I look at a position is just like how you guys probably do. I remember seeing in the stadium when uh, uh, Braylon Hurd, um, Green, Amir Abdullah, and I can't remember who the fourth running back was that we got that were just animals and all of a sudden Amir Abdullah is the one that showed up as a freshman and that's how I look at freshmen it's like how are you on the field playing and what contributions are you making as a freshman Gabe Irvin was making contributions as a freshman and so I look yep. at I as yep. Gabe Irvin then I mean to just be an absolute gamer I mean really mm-hmm. himself he's like when he looked at Gabe Irvin and when Gabe Irvin put all that weight on he still maintained his speed he's like Holy smokes, that's what they're supposed to look like. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I've, I've always been in the opinion that if you're a good running back, if you're going to be a great running back, you will play as a freshman. They do, yep. Very yeah. rarely do you have a freshman that or, – or have a really great running back that didn't sniff the field as a freshman. Yeah, where you're redshirting them. Um, you know, Rob Zaska had a really good article with Tom Chattel this weekend, and they were talking all about the offensive line, the pipeline, everything, and pipeline jerky yep. was even brought up in that. And um, – you know, one of the things about Rayola that they that they asked him about was, you know, there's a lot of question. You know, Rayola coming back a year ago, offensive yeah. line struggled a year ago, and and Zaska just simply said that what rule is asking him to do fits so much more with what with what yes. Rayola coaches yep. than what the previous staff did. And I would say that exact same thing about Urban in the running back position. Mm-hmm. What rule wants out mm-hmm. of a running back fits so much more. Um, maybe you can make the argument, you know, that it, it's not so different from what Frost wanted, but it's clearly it was different from what from what a Whipple wanted. And this just gets back to it's just style and philosophy differences. But maybe but this a is the, execution too. But the, yeah, well, execution is part of it. But this is the style that I I personally as a fan want to see. Hell yes! And it's the style that I think is the most consistent that that can be replicated over and over. I don't think we can, I love Trey or Trey uh, Palmer. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can get Trey Palmer every year. I don't think that's, (laughs) that's not the, that's not a consistent offense, but if you can run the ball, if you can move the chains, if you can wear teams down, if you can play in all winter conditions and and win conditions and all that, those Mm -hmm. are things that are going to be consistent. And, and this is nothing new and this has nothing to do with the big 10 either. This has to do with Nebraska getting back to Nebraska and it fits well in the big 10. The style of play that I want to see us play will do really well in the Big Ten. I'm convinced of that. And so that's what excites me about this. But it's not because the Big Ten's doing it that we need to do it. We need to do it because yeah. this is we can do it better than anybody yeah. in the country if we do it. Physicality travels. You know yep. what I mean? You can take that with you anywhere. You know, if it's yeah. a windy day, who gives a shit? We're gonna we're gonna knock you in the in the face. You know, it doesn't really yep. matter. If you're physical, you're physical. And and you know. Like that more than almost anything is what I want to see. I want us to, I don't know how to say it. I want us to hurt you. I want us to hurt yeah, you. I you want, want, I want, I want it to be, you. I want it to be very painful mm-hmm. when Nebraska comes to town or when you come to Lincoln. I want it to be painful. I want you to dread it. I want you to go and leave the game going, I'm really sore today, coach. I'm going to need some time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want more than anything. I mean, wins, sure. But wins will come with that. I guarantee but wins come with that. You're, you're hitting hard. The will come. So I mean, like, and I'm not trying to name drop, you know, like all the events I've been, but you know, like the the very first night that we've already got robbed for that, so don't worry. You yeah. can name drop the as very much first as you time that I saw uh, Coach Rule was the very first time that he got to meet Tom Osborne, and mm. they were sitting there talking about, hey, how did you, how did you win? 
How did the, you at the Outland Award trophy thing? You were at the table with them oh, and, Tre- yeah. and Trev and yeah, you showed me the photo. You, Dude. Trev, and Rule. So and Osborne, talk about it. Yep, don't leave oh, Maddie out here. Maddie was in there too. Um, yeah. so I mean, like, so uh, yeah, how did you how did you win? I mean, like, well, we there's gonna be days that you can't throw in the wind. There's you gotta learn how to play the wind, you gotta learn how to mm-hmm. play the weather, you gotta learn how to play in, in Nebraska and Furthermore, I mean, like, so, I mean, what's the local area that we're playing against? We're trying to beat. We're trying to beat Minnesota. We're trying to beat Iowa. We're trying to beat Indiana. Mm-hmm. We're trying to beat Illinois. All these people that have the same elements that we do. So how about we just do what they – how about we get better at what we can best them at? Play with the weather. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. Don't try to – I so love it, and I hope Wisconsin's going down the Frank Solich path that we are. That's, like, good. We are the same Fire. page, bro. Exact fire, fire the yep. running coach and go running gun. Let's yep. see how this works out. Oh, that's sure. Tyler, me and you are wait, on the exact wait. same page. We had that. Brett Siancia pick six previews on and, and he has them winning the West. And that was exactly the point that we questioned over and over again is that, Oh, but they had the number one receiving core, you know, transfers. Don't, don't care. In fact, that's even better. That's me. What moving further away from what they do against them. Are they that five defensive backs? You know, is can Braylon her make a damage? You know, I, there is no reason. I mean, like, I'm not telling you that. I mean, like, hey, we're going to win the the West, but why can't we? Why not? Thank us? you. Why, why can't? Not? There is no reason why we can't. I'm not saying, hey, we're going to. I mean, like, I just still just want us to get to six. But why can't it be us? Yeah, there's no, there's no reason for it not to be us if, if the chips align. One question I want to ask, and then we're going to get to parting shots because uh, we want to talk a little bit after this still. But, um. <laughs> to be honest, but, and we wanted to kind of keep it at 30 minutes. So we're already a little bit over, but who cares? Um, you had, what a cool we're opportunity. About time I know. It's, it's, it's but you had such a cool away. opportunity to sit at the table with Rule, with Osborne, with Trev, back at the Outland Trophy night. And that was that first big conversation they had. I can remember all the media guys are kind of like, you know, sticking their head over and trying to catch like five words of it. Yep. It's not what did they talk about that night. I, the question I'm going to ask for you more is, we've seen such a reverence that, that, rule has given towards Osborne. And it's not just a fake reference. No. We've had past coaches in the past that would go and talk to, to Tom for, you know, a few minutes just to get, you know, but but rule seems to really be picking the brain and really sitting there yes. and learning and and saying things, you know, repeating things the way that Osborne would have said it. I guess mm-hmm. starting at that out that outland event and then all the way through today. I mean, what have you seen from rule? You've gotten to know rule. A little mm-hmm. bit. What have you seen from him? How has he acclimated to Nebraska? How has he changed his thought patterns? Maybe by being here now, going through spring balls, talking with Osborne a number of times, talking with Trev and you know countless times. I mean, have you seen kind of a growth out of him? Growth? I don't know. I think that we hired the right guy because the right guy is just who he was. He didn't mm-hmm. have to change. Um, Matt is Coach Rule. I, mean, I need to stop calling him Matt. Coach Rule is what he is coach coach rule is brought into this position because trev believed that he is exactly what he wanted to hire he is the quintessential nebraskan that hey and he's one of us now oh you mm-hmm. i mean like um he's so personable either one of you guys could walk up to him you guys could have a conversation with him i mean, like and you, you couldn't do it that with the previous coaching staffs um but to go along with it, i mean like I, I don't think he had to adjust i don't think he had i mean i think that he already had it in his mind what he wanted to do and yeah he took uh like i think playing in the weather from osborne and all this kind of stuff but i think that um i know that i've talked to you know maddie and in the athletics department and how much stress and how gone and just how much trev wrapped himself up into this coaching search and i think that trev literally got everything that he wanted in it somebody that's going to play physical brand of football somebody that's going to walk the walk that he talks somebody that is that preaches physicality and believes it i mean like i i just think that maybe incremental parts but i think that he's he's exactly who we hired and then he's doing exactly what we hired him for well, he comes from that, you know, he comes from that paternal era. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of exactly where Osborne comes from, too. There's so much history there. It, it, it does make sense that his thinking sort of in line with that. And it makes sense the reverence he has for Osborne with the same way. I'm sure he if, you know, if Coach Paterno was still alive, he, he didn't feel the same way about him. They're legendary coaches, you know, and mm-hmm. um, he's got him as a resource. Did, now, <clears throat> at that same table, I always got the impression, obviously, uh, Osborne loved Frost, but he, he seemed a little lukewarm at best with Riley. 
but I felt like when I've seen video or interviews with the two of them, yeah. there's a warmness between that round, Rule, that yeah, round yeah, table yeah, with, with Trev. Trev. Yeah, that, there's a warm like Osborne seems engaged with Coach Rule, like interested in what, and and I think part of that maybe is Rule's attentiveness to what he has to say, but some of that is just Osborne. I think maybe thinking the same thing what you just said, like we've got the right guy. Do you get that impression? I get the impression that um, Matt takes advice from him and then he puts it to use. It's not just talking to a fence post. Like, you know, I mean, like everybody can say, oh, yeah, I want to talk to Coach Osborne. And, and we kind of need to temper down that situation just a little bit, too. That I mean, like that's the past, the past. He can still use sure. it for, from where we've been to where we can go again. But I think that that's the biggest thing with Osborne is that, hey, he uses my advice. You know, he comes and talks to me mm-hmm. and it's not, well, hey, I think that you need to get more reps going on. I don't think you need to have so many guys standing around. I think you need to play this kind of brand of football. I think that at least then rule takes it to heart and, and implements it, you know, where others may not have. And so I feel that Tom has been kind of frustrated. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, like I've I've talked to Rule and Trev more than I've talked to Tom. So I can't, I can't put words into Osborne's mouth, but that's kind of how I see is that he implement, he takes what he, what advice he might have and he sees that he implements it. And I think at this age, that means more to Tom than anything. That's awesome. Okay. That's really cool. Love it. I think that's a, that's a full show. It's about 15 minutes longer than we we thought we go, but it's about exactly what I thought we go. Actually, we could easily have gone, you know. Oh, we could have like hour. Hour. Just don't um, want to get Tyler in trouble here. <laughs> no, no. no, and I, I think that this is this is important. It, it's important to talk to the fans too about like sometimes I think in the social media age, and we want to know so much about every practice. So if someone sees this and it's like, oh, we're they're going to talk about scrimmage. What player are you going to talk about? T- tell me about the plays. It's like that's not how it works. When we would go to those scr- those scrimmages for all those years, Matt. That's not something you don't turn around and just start talking about. And I even want to highlight something. Mike Babcock, he just uh, he just came out with a new Hale Varsity newsletter and he talked about a hint of kindness. That was the name of his uh, mm-hmm. of his uh, newsletter he did. And he talked about a story that he mentioned with us, Mac, a couple years ago when we did that Husker History 101. Oh, OK. And he talked about the story that um, he had, it was his first game. He'd ever been a sports writer for the Lincoln Journal back in 1978. Nebraska's going to go down and play Alabama. Bear Bryant. And Mike Riley's that, team, Mike Riley's team. <laughs> and no, I think Riley was even older than that. But anyways, uh-huh. anyways, um, at the at the practice, oh, yeah, Osborne made a, a statement. He goes, uh, he said something to the extent after practice to the players. He goes, if the D plays that well, the tide will be hard pressed to score more than the touchdown on them. And Babcock printed it mm-hmm. and not knowing any better. And, and and they went out and they beat Nebraska twenty to three. And after that game, the coaches were blaming Babcock like public. Like there's a story of like George Darlington kind of blaming him. And, and Babcock's like, "Oh gosh, I'm going to get fired before I even get done with you know writing about one game." And it was Osborne that brought him in, and then Lance Van Zant, the D coordinator, also brought him into his his office. And they just said, "You didn't know the rules." And you know, when you go to a, a practice, you don't talk about specific plays you don't talk but there's an etiquette about going to a practice and if you're ever lucky enough redcasters out there if you're ever fortunate enough to be in that kind of situation there are things you talk about and things you don't and anything if if i ever felt like we ever talked about something on this show that ever would hurt the the team you know and i you'd feel the same way tyler and matt i mean it'd be like the worst thing in the world nobody ever wants that yeah yeah, yeah, sure and I know it, what I love is that, you know, you get, especially on social media, everyone wants to be the one that knows something. I, I saw something on a message board. I've always learned something that nobody else knows. And it's like, sometimes there's an element of just surprise that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to not knowing something. Yeah. And the game comes out against Minnesota and we play really well. And somebody that we haven't heard about does something or somebody on, you know, some, somebody just steps up. The amount of views, subs, and likes that I would trade in for a Big Ten championship, there is no number. It'd be all of them. I, I mean, I love doing the podcast mostly because I like talking doing about, about Husker football, but <clears throat> I want to win Husker football games. That's the main thing. So it's like I don't care about that. If if if, if you know, like you said, if we were hurting the program by the things we were saying, that would devastate me. I know it would devastate you. So no, 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 no. We haven't um, said anything yet tonight. Good. Well, anything. Well, let's get done here. Mac, give me your parting shot, and then we're going to end it with uh, the guests. Parting shot. Well, school's back in session, so watch for bicycle riders out there. <laughs> um, you know, check crosswalks twice. And, you know, 
new parents, kindergartner parents, take the time to learn the map on where to go to drop <laughs> off your kid. And you don't if if and hug them before you leave. You know, you don't have to hug all five of them before they get out of the car. Hug them before they go. They're going to be fine. You'll see them in, in like seven hours. Okay. That's all I got. All right. Thanks, man. Tyler, <laughs> take us away, buddy. All right. So three things. So number one, it was my wife's birthday. Since you guys are talking about not getting me in trouble, it's my wife's birthday last Friday. Um, I just want to wish my beautiful wife happy birthday. Also, it is our anniversary on Wednesday, 15 years of wedding. Nice. And so congrats. Just want to let her know how much I appreciate her to the mass Husker airwaves. Um, number two, I always come on here, you know, to uh, plug the athletic department. So we've had this discussion before, whether you can buy, you know, whether you can watch the game on TV, whether you can just go afford to buy a shirt, whether you can afford to buy a jersey, whether you can afford to take your kids to a game or two, you know, how my fandom started, whether, you know, your business blows up and you can have season tickets and then whether or not you can sway this program to join the leadership society, join the leadership society mm. for real. It's the best decision I've ever made. Uh, Maddie, if you're watching this, she is the unsung hero of the athletic department. Um, she's one of my great friends. Contact Maddie Fowler Burkhart or Tyler Kai or Brendan Stye with mm. any you know, interest that you guys may have for the leadership society. It's a great thing. Third thing, go big red. Let's go kick Minnesota's ass boys. Do we? Yeah. I don't know Maddie, but I, I met obviously Brendan several times and at the pipeline, event. yeah. And then Tyler Kai, man, Tyler's we, I mean, he's, there's two Tyler's I really like right now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, Tyler Kai, great guy together too. So, guy. No, that's, that's, that's a great point too. No matter what, I don't care what your resources are. Everyone out there, you, whatever you do, do something to help support some the program. Jerky or whatever, you know. It all, Other, yeah, do whatever you can. Support the program any way you can. And and sometimes supporting the program can be as simple as just being positive about it, not being not you know going out of your way to tear yeah, it down. Like and, if you see a good clip or the running back makes a good play, well, crappy tackling again. I'm like, shut up, <laughs> jeez, dude, it just I'm so unnecessary. God, oh, just... I have one more, one more. Uh, shout out Samantha Karg if she's going to listen to this. Congratulations, Samantha and Alex getting married two weeks ago inside the athletic. All right. Way to do it off season, by the way. Yes. Very Applause. good. <laughs> yes. This should be the last Saturday. If you're a Husker yeah. fan, you're getting married. If you're not married play. yet, wait. Wait. <laughs> you are having a February wedding. Right. <laughs> Buy a coat. All right. Well, I think that's good enough, Matt. Uh, this sure. is kind of last minute thing, as usual, how we plan. But Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. I think we learned a little, not too much, but I Just think we learned enough. a little. And I think we're, I think we're going to be well suited here to to get into uh, to Minnesota week to start to prepare for the Gophers. And a week from tonight, a week from tomorrow, Mac, Jeez, we're heading dude. down there. And Tyler, I know you're going down there on Wednesday or Thursday, so we'll be. Oh, are you going? Oh, I'm going to. I'm. I got to do my snob stuff. I am with the athletic department for the for the Minnesota game and the Colorado game. So right on, dude. Okay, great. Not too shabby. So, but uh, we'll be at the Lions uh, Pub in downtown uh, Minnesota on game day from noon to three. That's the Husker Watch site. We'll be doing a live show with No Block No Rock for those three hours. Gets done at three o'clock, and then that gives us four hours to go and do our thing. Okay. uh, At the stadium, Mac. Oh yeah, we're getting down there a week from Tuesday. With uh, and we'll be hanging out with Ty, uh, Vegas Jerry the whole time, and uh, that will be a lot of fun. I'm going to do a it's fan forum a with Vegas, Vegas Jerry when uh, when we're down there. So, anyways, until we see you next, Redcasters, we may do another show this week. I'm not exactly sure yet, but uh, until then, that was another Go Big Redcast. That's real. Heard at Sports Network Production.